Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Monday the 24th of July and as always with all the information contained in this podcast it is general advice only so please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this podcast. All right well let's kick things off as always on a Monday morning with the scores on the doors. And on Friday night, despite uh, the potential for a little bit of volatility heading into Friday, we had a very anemic US market. The Dow Jones closing up three points, or 0.01%, just above the flat line, ensuring, I think it's eight or nine days now of straight runs to the upside. Had a high of 115 up and a low of minus 39. You do get the feeling that no one was really that interested on Friday. Of course, the main course coming this week with the Federal Reserve and all those tech results coming out as well. We had the Dow uh, in a 150-point range, which is quite unusual. NASDAQ down 31 points, or 0.2 of a percent, 14,033. The S&P 500 up a mere point in, actually not in the middle for diddle, slightly better than the Dow, but hardly worth getting out of bed for. 0.03% higher, 4536. And the VIX volatility index in front of the weekend, 13.5, down 3.5%. We had the ASX by futures rebounding, if that's the right word, up 29 points or 0.4 of a percent. Of course, on Friday, we had the ASX 200 falling 11 points in the end. Pretty narrow range again on Friday, waiting for Godot in many respects, 0.15% down. Resources are not doing so bad on Friday with BHP and Rio holding things up, but the banks are suffering a little bit on Friday, down 06 of a percent in that banking sector. As far as European stocks go, we have the stock 600 up 0.3, FTSE up 0.2, Germany down 0.2, France up 0.7, Spain election over the weekend up 0.5 of a percent there. In terms of the US stocks, Nvidia down 2.7%, AMD up 0.6, Netflix down 2.3, Meta, the artist formerly known as Facebook, down 2.7%, Tesla continuing to fall down 1.1%. Amazon unchanged. Alphabet Soup up 0.7 of a percent. Microsoft down 0.9. Apple down 0.6. Looking at the US banks, uh, a little bit of a mixed picture there. JP Morgan down 0.8. Bank of America up 0.9. Wells Fargo down 2.5. Goldman's and Morgan Stanley up a measly 0.2 and 0.3. Citigroup down 0.8. Not very exciting. UBS used to be smart in Europe up 0.5. Barclays down 0.7 and Deutsche up 0.8 of a percent. We did see American Express uh, down 3.9% in the US trade on Friday, failed to meet quarterly revenue estimates, uh, and uh, Netflix continued to slip a little bit down as well, down 2.3%. For the week, uh, the Dow was up 2.1%, the S&P 500 up 0.7%, and the NASDAQ down 0.6. So we are seeing a slight broadening of the rally in the US, which is a good thing. We are seeing the Nasdaq starting to come under a little bit of pressure and the S&P 500 and the Dow doing better. But of course, this week we have got some big, big number. We've also got CPI data coming out as well. 
So uh, it's going to be uh, an interesting week in the US, uh, the Federal Reserve, and of course we're gearing up here for the RBA meeting at the beginning of August. So all fun and games at the moment, that is for sure. All right, well, locally, some of the news out this morning. We've got Pact Group has extended its existing contract to own, operate, wash, and store a crate pool for Woolies. Insignia is set to divest IOOF. It's ex executed a share sale agreement with Australian Unity to sell its friendly society investment bond business through the divestment of IOOF, the independent order of Oddfellows. South 32 has flagged a $1.3 billion impairment around the Taylor deposit in its FY23 results, reflecting delays from COVID. The company said copper equivalent production increased by 9% in the June quarter, and Rio Tinto and Giam Palo entered into a joint venture agreement. I'll get that pronunciation right by the end of the day, I'm sure. Under the terms of the agreement, Rio Tinto will acquire 50% equity stakes in Giampalo's group, wholly owned Metalco business for 700 million US, subject to the usual closing adjustments. Metalco is a leading producer of high quality recycled aluminium billet and slab products. And uh, we also have uh, some news out this morning uh, from Fisher and Paykel. Their director, Donald O'Dwyer, is set to retire. Looking at other news this morning, uh, MGX has completed its announced sale of Midwest assets to Phoenix Resources. Uh, Carnarvon Energy is out this morning, reports Q4 net cash used in operating activities, 828,000 bucks. But there is some news out this morning as well from Santos, uh, talking about selling 25% uh, stake in the Dorado project. Uh, the Australian newspaper reports that the Kuwait Foreign Petroleum Exploration Company is believed to be a bidder and notes the 25% stake would be expected to be valued around 500 million bucks. IPL this morning, Intertech Pivot. Pupak Indonesia has been readying a bid, apparently, according to the Australian Financial Re Review, for Intertech Pivot's fertilizer business. So that is interesting. Mervac working with Pacific Equity Partners on potential bid for Ser Serenitas land lease community business. So a little bit happening this morning. Activists to urge on leisure to test sale interest and further shareholder returns. So a little bit of activism happening at on uh, leisure at the moment. Of course, that is the operator of those Queensland uh, theme parks. Volpara Health Tech has reconfirmed uh, FY24 guidance of normalised EBITDA uh, as well. ADT, Adriatic Metals, has reported Q2 net cash used in operating activities. Uh, around 4 million bucks. It has cash and cash equivalents of 85.6 million. And we have Brainship reporting Q2 net cash from operating activities. Uh, net uh, receipts from customers are paltry $828,000. It has $21.8 million in cash. South 32, more on that one. Q4 production, alumina production, uh, 1.249 thousand tonnes versus the street going for 1.39 thousand tonnes, so a little bit shy on that one. Uh, FY23 operating unit costs expected to be in line with previous updated guidance and expects to deliver further production growth in aluminium and base metals in FY24. 
So that is of interest there. And another news this morning, one of the much-anticipated IPOs, Mollycop, has kicked off its Aussie Roadshow, uh, forecasting FY23 earnings of 185 million US. Uh, apparently, the uh, company is now giving uh, presentations to institutional investors in Sydney and Melbourne, giving them a chance to know the operations and management team uh, before a potential. This is a $2 billion company which could come to market. Uh, it is understood to be offering uh, around a billion dollars in terms of uh, investment opportunity. And so we'll see how that one goes. Mollycop is one of the largest suppliers of grinding media globally. It is, It was the former crown jewel of the Arium steel-making empire. However, given the last... IPO Redox, which is now down around 10% from its $2.55 float price. There will be some caution, especially from investment managers and fund managers around Sydney and Melbourne uh, with Mollycop, although it is the kind of business that funds do tend to like. And uh, it last traded at around $1.6 billion when uh, American industry partners, American industrial partners rather, acquired it in 2016 being that former Arium steelmaking business. Well, that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day. It will probably be a slowish day being a Monday. And of course, we do have lots to look forward to this week in terms of US results, the Federal Reserve, and uh, of course, much action on the Australian market. Thanks again. May the trading gods be with you and have a great Monday. <laughs>